0: Basketball is very good. The
1: Rockets are better without Chris Paul. Giannis will win the MVP. What if Kyrie Irving is actually God? Basketball
0: is very good. Hello and welcome to Group Chat. My name is Chris Ryan. I am joined as always by Justin Verrier. Hello. Haley O'Shaughnessy. I'm
2: back and I'm better.
0: Are you better? Okay. But we're we're back. Back. <laughs> and Paolo Ughetti, what's up, man? What's up? How's it going? Sam Darnold's PR person to my wow. right. Uh Guys, we're going to talk a little bit. We're going to talk about the NBA. It's been a minute. I love sports. Yeah, it's a new year. It's the same league, but old teams are doing new things. Ooh. And what we're going to try and figure out is whether we can believe our eyes. We're going to play a little NBA illusion versus reality. But first, I want to talk about the game and these storylines that have been dominating our week, which is just this Cavs Celtics world. I'm looking at Haley because I have the distinct feeling like Haley's not really here for this. (laughs) For For the Cavs Celtics and for IT Kyrie. Is that because last night I
2: wrote about how boring it was?
0: (laughs) Yeah, like I'm I'm curious. You've been on ICYMI. Every every night we have like sort of a roundup of all the games and I was just wondering like whether or not you were like, were you anticipating this game? Or are you just kind of like, I'm done with this stuff.
2: No, it's not that I'm done with it. I just wanted more from it. Okay. There was no tribute video, which I kind of get because if you're going to have a tribute video <laughs>
0: to Isaiah Thomas, to,
2: to Isaiah Thomas, then you're going to want to go out and dominate on the court that you know of the guy who traded you away. Yeah, so I get that. At the same time, that sucks that he <laughs> didn't have. It sucks that he didn't play.
3: Jay Crowder had a tribute video. <laughs> Did, Did he really? Yeah, really? uh, it was a. It was a, I believe it was a mini. Like when he when they were introducing him, they did a little short montage. Oh
1: my god, my dude yeah. got a mini doc. That's yeah. really wild. Yeah. Jay yeah. Crowder got a digital short.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's great.
1: That's great. What if it was animated? Here's the thing: is like we get
0: into this sort of part of the season, and we want, we as people who follow the league want to work ourselves up to these like you know these turning point events in the season. But this is a Cavs back to back. They can't play IT. Love got hurt early. No one could shoot last night. They're working Thompson back into the rotation for better or for worse. And we got what we got. Did this game send any kind of statement to you?
1: No. I mean, the game was just whatever. I mean, and this is my counter to everybody complaining about... Isaiah fatigue to begin with. Mm. It's like, what else are we doing here? Yeah. There are only so many incremental Markel Fultz, like injury <laughs> updates, injury <laughs> and scare quotes <clogs> here. <laughs> <laughs> that like, I, I mean, him coming back is really one of the few curveballs we'll get the rest of the way outside of like teams making big trades. So I don't know. It, it fell flat for that reason because we didn't get the one thing that made it kind of interesting. Yeah.
3: But even in saying that you had made, it's kind of forced. Cause that's how I felt about it leading up to the game. Um, yesterday it was like, Everybody was talking about Isaiah, you know, his every shot. Okay. Oh, wow. Like, he drove – when he played against the Blazers, it was like he drove to the basket. Like, wow, he didn't – he he looked aggressive. He looked explosive. And I'm like, okay, we get it. He's back. And he, if, if he would have played last night, I think it would have been different. But if because he didn't play, just kind of, like you said, he fell flat. Like, I was passively watching the game. I wasn't even paying attention to it. So. Well,
2: yeah, but I'll counter and I'll say that also – in wanting Isaiah to come back and be great, I think it's also that people really want the Cavs to be able to counter the Celtics and for them to go, like, head-to-head and for it to be very exciting at the end of the season, like, come playoff time. And, you know, that's what also sucked about the game was that Kevin Love opened, like, 0 for 8. Yeah, and then did something to his
0: ankle, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah,
2: it was awful, you know, Everyone was shooting poorly. I the think there's lineup.
0: also, I mean, it's been three years where it's a fait accompli that, that the Cavs and the Warriors are going to be in the finals. And there doesn't feel like there's that much of it. And in last year, it was hardly even a question about whether or not anybody could beat the Warriors, right, right. in the finals. So we're creating these, like, ideas of, like, these little obstacles that we have to kind of get past where it's mm-hmm. like, oh, interesting, are the Celtics rising? And I actually do think that... Um, I, I think that it's going to be like a, an incredible Eastern Conference Finals if that's what it winds up being, but it definitely feels like two two boxers who are not showing their best punches yet. WWE. Mm.
2: We're WWE-ing yeah. the league.
1: We're WWE-ing the league. That's wow. so yeah. hard to I say. mean, what do you guys think about Kyrie, though? I feel like he's more interesting than ever at this point because obviously ESPN dropped this big story. Jack McMullen really kind of got into... Kyrie, in a way that he hadn't really opened up about uh, at all this season. I want Jackie McMullen to be my therapist. Yeah. I feel like
0: I'd figure That's some great. stuff out. Yeah, it's or just, just talk, to me to, <laughs> yeah. talk to
1: me on the phone for like five minutes a day. Yeah. I would pay for that. Yeah, but I don't know. It's just, it's weird because Kyrie this year has always been about like, I just listen to Radio Lab. This is what I think about the world now. Let mm-hmm. me just like whisper to Mother <laughs> Earth, sort of shit. <laughs> And it was funny reading that story because it was the first time where I felt like totally sympathetic to his plight again. Like, oh, yeah, it kind of sucks to be LeBron's caddy and to never really kind of being able to ascend the glass ceiling. He puts on someone's own kind of individual greatness. Like – there's this story Kevin Arnovitz wrote um, when DeAndre Jordan almost went to the Mavericks once about how DJ always felt like the junior executive in the Clippers mm-hmm. just because he's grown up in there. I thought that was just so human and so relatable. And it's kind of the same thing with Kyrie. I don't know. It's, I, I guess I understand him from a different perspective. It was definitely that. the most humanizing story. And I think that, you know, you, you this has had so many twists and turns
0: and is ultimately going to. I think that this. This story will actually be defined by whether LeBron stays in Cleveland or not, because if he stays in Cleveland, you'll have a Boston-Cleveland kind of rivalry and a, and a turning of the page in the Eastern Conference over the next couple of years. For, for now, though, I mean, I think that we do have ourselves with Boston. Man, they, they're they kind of like, they remind me of the Spurs from, from 2011 right now in terms of, I don't know how he keeps just, they they go 12 deep. With guys, he can play any combination of guys, double digits. Stevens can have Rogier one night going off. He can have Amoris going off. He can have Irving kind of providing that tick, tick, tick whenever they need a bucket. I keep waiting for them to regress a little bit or to level out or for something to, to change with this team. But Boston just keeps showing themselves as the class of the Eastern Conference.
1: Yeah, I think what they're doing with their young guys is unprecedented. No team has been able to have this level of success that I can remember. I don't know if you guys can, Uh, with rookies playing such dramatic roles. I mean, Tatum is shooting still like around 50% from the floor. Like, even the best, most productive rookies of the past, like, let's say, decade, they don't lead to winning basketball. They're not net positive simply because, like, there's just so much going on to figure out. They're always playing for bad teams. And that's mostly because when you get your Anthony Davis, your Carl Anthony Townsend, it's
0: because your team is bad. Right. Right. And you're like, okay, we've been waiting for you. It's your turn. And th- maybe they have big counting numbers, but the wins don't come. But with Boston, it's like, they weirdly have this col- ready-made culture of winning. And none of these guys have to play above their heads. So, I mean, you were, we were laughing last night because on Slack, Sean was like, I can't believe Terry Rozier is a thing now. Mm. And you were, First of that. all,
2: <laughs> Terry Rozier has been a thing for a long time, and now thing. people are just seeing it. Yeah, thankfully Brad Stevens can. Help but you know that what
0: all. I mean? Like this is like this is closer to like a really good college team where everybody is kind of all coming out of being a really good high school player, but now they're sort of all trying to figure out who's. Whose role is what? And they've got a really good coach who's like, here, go do this.
2: Well, right. Even the randos on the bench are helping. It's not just like <laughs> right. Tatum, you know?
0: Just yeah. I just had, like, a weird, like, I'm on a Ringer podcast talking about the Celtics
3: and Globetrotters. Yeah. Well, like, it's... It'll happen. Like, Stevens kind of forces you to do this, right? Because he's, like, the anti-Fibs. Like, he doesn't, like, ignore... He doesn't just, like, play the guys that Thibs wouldn't, but he, like figures out how to incorporate them into the offense, into the system. And like, do we, going back, tying it back to Kyrie, do we give Kyrie kind of credit for seeing that and being like, oh, like, that's like a proper destination for me? I know, I know that it was eventually the Cavs decision to trade him there, but he, you know, he he probably had like some improvement in it. So like, how do we do? Do we think Kyrie like? this I think this is what was he was like meant I to have play with all Gordon along. Hayward and Al Horford and everything else is crazy. not with like Jalen Brown. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'm sure he
0: was like Jalen Brown's good at defending, and I know Jason Tatum a yeah. little bit through the Duke grapevine, maybe, but I don't think he was like, yeah, you know, Semi Ojeley is going to be like <laughs> yeah. a really effective Terry Rozier is going
1: to be a really effective backup. for I think me. he yeah.
2: did think that first of all, <laughs> yeah. But also the, the Celtics weren't on his list. Yeah, that's right? the other thing. The story right. kind of
1: outlines how the Celtics came about later in the process. It seemed like he just wanted to go somewhere, and if anything. He wanted to get away from Cleveland because it mm-hmm. seemed like like he realized that yeah. the the whole setup they had there was a little bit toxic, especially because Dan Gilbert, I guess, was the GM for three years. Yeah, weeks. right. Apparently, yeah. Haley, I know what your answer is going to be, but is this a good rivalry? No. Okay, Justin, <laughs> no. Is, this, is this a good rivalry? Um. I think it has the potential to be one. It isn't one yet. Yeah. Like, I think the Wizards-Celtics is actually more interesting, especially after that Christmas game where John Wall just wants to, like, dunk on everybody and just, like, shit on everyone. So, there's Mm -hmm. that.
3: Yeah, I was going to say the Wizards is probably more fun. But, like, we want this one to be a rivalry so bad. So, I kind of hope it becomes after the season.
0: Do you guys have, like, a... a particular not necessarily like a rivalry like notre dame michigan or something like that but like one in the nba that you really are like oh i have circling this to watch it every time it happens
2: i'm trying so hard the same as you guys to make wizards celtics a thing right after last year i was like oh it's happening yeah (sighs) sometimes the wizards just can't deliver but i'm still hopeful
1: kelly Oubre does have some just like I wanna just like punch someone today, yeah. sort of vibe going to them. Yeah. Uh, Thunder Warriors. That's is what I was gonna one. say. That's a good one. Oh no, Thunder Warriors and I was gonna say Thund, uh,
0: Thunder
3: Wolves.
2: And Thunder, Thunder Rockets. I'm not ready to Thunder, give up Thunder, on Thunder. That.
3: The yeah. one the one I, I'm looking forward to hopefully over the next five years, depending on what happens, is Sixers Lakers. Mm. But like yes. the, the matchups this season <laughs> were really fun. When you know it was there was a lot of attention on them and I found them very fun to watch. So I'm kind of hoping that becomes one. That's yeah, a good
1: one. They'll both be playing for a lottery baker.
3: There you go. Thank you, Justin. <laughs> uh,
0: let's talk a little bit about NBA Illusion versus reality. So we've gotten into the 2018. We got into 2018 here. And there's a couple of trends happening that I just sort of thought we could just gut check about, you know. Uh, and the biggest one, and Danny wrote about this last week really well, is this Raptors juggernaut. Which on any given night, uh, he, Demar Derozan is just Maury ball Kobe. Uh, <laughs> Kyle Lowry looks mean and lean. They have like a deep bench of young players who run their asses off. They can defend the rim, they can rebound, they can shoot, they can. I, I, I mean, there's, there, they are probably pound for pound the most complete team in the East. And they have what the third best point differential in the in the league, I think, right now. They have yeah. a top five offense and a top five defense. That's the recipe for a championship contending team. Haley, Toronto Raptors, is this an illusion or is this a reality?
2: I think that I'm going to get some heat for saying this, but I could realistically from see Toronto
0: them. From Toronto fans? Really? <laughs> no, from no. everyone else. Oh, from everyone else. <laughs> because
2: I could realistically see them sneaking into the Eastern Conference Finals.
0: I think they could go to the Finals. They are so
2: okay. complete. I'm serious. No, they are so complete. They're fine. Damar has a... <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> They're fine. Go ahead. We're just what saying. a Demar. hater.
2: What just, uh, he has whatever. a whole other aspect to his game now. I think in December, he was shooting like above 40% from three, which is like way better than what he was because we were like, oh my God, he's above 30. He's amazing. Yeah. But right. also, they've completely changed their offense. Their ball movement is amazing. They're not depending on Kyle Lowry as much, which as we've seen in the playoffs is can be really right. detrimental. Um, so yeah, I could see them there, even though I think that everyone is kind of forgetting about them because... We've seen the same Raptors team, yeah, over that's, and that's over what Chow wrote about. Over. Was just
0: basically like, this is this weird team that has these routinely has these incredible regular seasons that nobody actually gives them any respect for because we're all so conditioned to be like, when are you going to fail in the postseason?
1: Because right. we've seen it, right? Yeah, cool. But having said that, like we still don't know like what they're going to do in the playoffs. This right. has been the same case every single year. And I think we always bring this up with the Raptors that the obvious parallel is the Clippers. There's just like you count on continuity and you say, oh, it could happen eventually. And to be honest with you is what I used to say about the Clippers when people would bag on them because yeah. they didn't have postseason success. Because. One, a couple shots mean like a win for the Clippers. Yeah. Chris Paul's thing. A uh, hamstring against, pull. Right. Like is the difference Injuries, between. Yeah. The whole crazy Rockets run from their bench that one game, whenever that year was. I get it. Having said that, like, I don't, I can't think of a team that just like tweaked a little bit of what they do. And it made like just a significant difference. Like yeah. OG and an has been great. But if th- you're saying that's the difference between them making the finals and not, I don't know if that's the case because the Cavs are still good and the Celtics are even better. Yeah.
2: But that, but this team has already gotten further. Well, this team, a little bit different, has already gotten further than the Clippers ever have.
1: Uh, only because they play in the East.
2: That, okay, that's Look, a good counter. I,
1: I love DeMar.
3: Shout out USC, of course. <laughs> um, and like... He ha- he's had two games with five threes. I think the, his last two games he's made five threes. I think he's only had one of those games his entire career before that, which is pretty insane to think about. So okay, like I'll, I'll buy into the fact that he's shooting more threes than and the offense is you know doing better. But I think at the end of the day, like I hope this lasts just long enough to give us a competitive second round series, so <laughs> yeah, then we can right. see Celtics Cavs in the conference like, like Bombed
0: out by like Miami, right? In the first exactly. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Bolster's just like I figured you out. You're gone. Uh, Next uh, illusion versus reality, we've mentioned this team once or twice before, is the Thunder. Never heard of them. Beat the Lakers handily behind the torrid shooting of Terrence Ferguson. Ferguson. <laughs> Rookie of the year. Rookie of the year, Terrence Ferguson. Uh, Russell Westbrook is averaging 31 points per game in his last 10. Uh, they are somehow weathering a full-on publicity assault by Paul George to let everybody <laughs> know that he, loves he is no, not currently a Laker but that doesn't mean he won't be down the line. <laughs> right. Uh, Paul George played really well against the Lakers last night and hugged his dad courtside just to hammer mm. home the, this is a local game for my family. Yeah, like mid-game yeah, too. I know. That was wild. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just as that being said, you know, you can read all about like the different ways that, that they've started using Mellow and that, that they've benched Justin's doppelganger, Alex Abrinas, mm. to bring Josh Eustace in. I do Hurts. think that one of the keys to this, aside from different people learning their roles, is – Billy Donovan has expanded his rotation a little bit and is using different guys in different ways. Dakari Johnson's coming in. It was pretty dire in the beginning of the season when it would be the starting five and then it would be like the Raymond Felton show in the second unit with one of the other guys. They seem to be figuring some stuff out slowly but surely. Is this just a team that's playing now at their level, or do you think that there's another gear for this team and we could be looking at a Western Conference contender?
3: I feel like on talent alone, there has to be another gear. I remember you writing about when the trade went down, how this was like, who cares how efficient this was? Like it was going to be a lot of fun, mm-hmm. and I think we're finally getting to see that, which is nice because like I want to believe in this team, you know, like I want to believe that there are going to be a problem for either the Rockets or the Warriors in the Western Conference, like. I think that's the key though the, the fact that Donovan's incorporating other other guys because come playoff time like you're going to need a random performance from like you said Houston or yeah. you know
1: F- Ferguson, Ferguson again. So it's it's I I'm 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 cautiously optimistic with this. The defense is legit. Yeah. Like, I think they have the potential to be the best defense in the league. I think Roberson might be Defensive Player of the Year right now. They I have think you two definitely elite perimeter case. defenders, which is that. what you need if you want to be serious in the spring. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're like top 10 wing defenders. Yeah. Paul George is like on another level, kind of becoming this like very, very, very rich man's 3 and D wing sort of guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, even Westbrook, like the advance numbers are kind of kind to him. It might be because he plays so often with these guys. Or he's but... getting so much help out on the wings now. Yeah, right. that too. I'm still a little concerned because... While they settled into the roles, it seems like the roles are similar to what it was last year, where it was a little bit rust dominant, mm-hmm. uh, and that means fewer assists. I think they're like when I checked a few days ago, they were getting fewer assists than even like like before. Okay, uh, so I wonder as a team. Yes, right. And it was more, Ru- so more Russ, less of everybody else sort of thing, or at least more ISOs. And so I do worry if that's going to translate, especially in an era of like ball movement and threes that you're still just trying to basically be the Chicago Bulls from the Thibs era. Yeah. So we'll see.
2: That's interesting because I would have thought, like when I was watching them, I was like, oh, this is great because yeah, it's the Russ show, but now like paul george instead of victor oladipo from the perimeter yeah, it's yeah. Like, wait well mm-hmm. victor oladipo of last year right mm, i yeah. should say is wait, is like definitely an upgrade and now. they
0: have mellow doing a lot of like there's a lot of plays where rusk runs past everyone and then mellow has a wide open trailing three because he's out of shape and not as fast mm-hmm. as russell westbrook <laughs> but that actually is something that paul george talked about which was that he had actually been carrying a little bit more weight coming in you know, as a Pacers player, it was just like a little bit bigger. And he was just like, I just can't keep up with Russ at the, at the body type that I'm at. So he got into like more cardio and he, he like loosened up a little bit. And it's just like this idea that basically it takes a while for these guys to adjust to playing with Russ and to playing with each other. But I don't know. I mean, I think that they have a shot injuries dependent. I think they could take a game or two off of the Warriors in the Western conference finals. If it came to that, um, it's the Spurs and the Rockets are the two teams where I'm just like it really just depends on health, you know. I'm not really sure the Spurs are just quietly just like having another great season with with without Kawhi Leonard essentially. Yeah. Um. So I'm not sure what where how far the Thunder can go. I want to see the Thunder play some of their marquee games that we saw them in the earlier part
1: of the season. Mm-hmm. I kind of want to see them ha- those happen now. You know. Yeah. And to your point, I think it's great that they've kind of figured everything out, but I think it's still a little disappointing that they're better than the Nuggets, and that's the big victory when we thought that this is the type of team that should be on the level with the Rockets and Spurs, and I think they're clearly a cut above
0: that. Well, you know, and Haley, I, this isn't on the list, but I just wanted to ask you, like, there's also been a market improvement in the Wolves.
2: Yes? Yes. What's the question? Well,
0: they'll be, they, they could be paired up against each other in the Western Conference playoffs. That would be fun.
2: We'll see, yeah. and but I think that the thunder would beat the wolves in that scenario, yeah, because, yeah, like you said earlier, this rotation is much improved, mm-hmm. and a rotation isn't something that the that the wolves even have, right. Like we were saying earlier, like, oh, Brad Stevens, this is amazing. He's making all these bench players fit. The thing is is like the wolves have like Shabazz Muhammad. And yeah, Tyus Jones has been great in uh Jeff Teague's absence, mm-hmm. but they just aren't deep at all.
0: The Wolves situation kind of reminds me a little bit of the Cavs where they lost Tristan, played Channing Fry more. Like I think they've what I have sixteen and three when Channing Fry plays double digits for the Cavs. It's like you lose something that you think is essential to your team, Jeff Teague for the Wolves, mm-hmm. Tristan Thompson for the Cavs, and it just kind of makes everything click elsewhere on the on the floor. Yeah. Uh do you think that the the Wolves like have
3: are, are the Wolves going to be too spent by the time we get to the playoffs? Yes. <laughs> like, yes. Yeah. I mean, it's bound to happen. Like, the minutes these guys are playing is insane. But like like you said, I, I guess you guys need like a Terrence Ferguson. You, you don't have that on your team, maybe. Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> Terrence Ferguson
0: is, is the new go to Who knows if
3: Dibbs would play him? Can
2: but,
0: the Wolves you know. make a trade? Do they have anything that they uh,
2: can? I think that other teams are higher than Gorgie than most people would think. Okay. I think yes. that a lot of people think that... Um, Just
0: Gorgie for Booker, straight up. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Okay. No
2: doubt. I think a lot of teams think that uh Tibbs misuses him. Yes. Um mm. and makes him look like a poor defensive player. Interesting. Uh so him undeniably at this point, Tyus as well, has mm-hmm. to have some appeal. Some he's yeah, just, they can't he's afford a big to trade player. him though. Yeah. yeah. No, they can't because it's like, okay, what else do we have? Aaron Brooks. Yeah. Oof. That sucks. So I mean that Shabazz Muhammad for like they
0: picks cash consideration. <laughs> I think so, right? Yeah. yeah. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Got some picks. <laughs> Throw them in there. Yeah. Let's do another quick, a couple quick more illusion versus reality. So did we decide the Thunder was an illusion
1: or reality? Mm, I think this is real, what they are now. I think anything above Title this. Title contender is an illusion. Yes. Yeah? That's yeah. fair. I'll okay. Agree that, okay. Yeah.
0: Uh, Kenny Atkinson leading the Brooklyn Nets to the playoffs. That's our guy. It's ha- It's like... It's in play, which yeah. is nuts. Let's do it. Uh we I talk mean, we I I mean, if we talk about the Celtics and we talk about what they're capable of with and what Stevens is doing with these guys, I'm like bowled over by what Kenny Atkinson is doing. Cause every time I'm like, they're gonna lose like 10 in a row now, right? It's nope. They have another great Karis Levert game, another great Dinwiddie game. Dinwiddie. Uh,
1: you know, now they have like Stauskas and Okafor in the mix. Okafor, by the way, two games in, minus thirty-two point <laughs> eight net rating. <laughs> good job, guy. Great. It's, it's, great. A it's a process. It's a process. By the way, uh, Nets five years title team. Wow, Are, is that what we're saying here? In five years? In five years, give this team like a frontline star. Like, give them the number one pick two years from now when they actually have their picks again. I think they could be really good. <laughs> I think they could be the type of team that has established uh, a winning way of playing. Yeah, like their second and three pointers attempted, which is uh, if you look at all the data, it suggests that the more three pointers you take, the better they usually are. Uh, all of their younger guys that have like upside are starting to show things, like Lavert, as you mentioned. I think he's- all the guys they drafted that where people were like, "It's interesting, but he's going to
0: have to learn how to shoot," or he's going to yeah. have to. It's like right. all those guys have now like like yeah. done that. Yeah,
2: I, I think that they're those guys. Like, okay, so first of all, I don't think that we should analyze the success of this Nets team on their schedule or their, uh, sorry, their record because they have a really tough upcoming schedule. Do they? Are they on the road? Yes. Well, I don't know if they're on the road, Okay. but I know they have a tough upcoming schedule and they have beaten good teams. They've beaten Cleveland, OKC, Washington, the Blazers. And last night they beat the Wolves in crunch time without Levert. But I think what we should applaud is kind of what you're talking about. Because if you took some of these bench guys and put them on, like, the Spurs, we'd be like, oh, Pop did it again. Yeah. You know? And it's yeah. like the Nets, so I don't know if people are watching. I don't sure. know if people are fully appreciating it. But that is very impressive to me. Yeah. One
0: uh, one big factor last night in that, that Wolves game was that the Nets shot 46% from three and the Wolves shot 9%. Wow. That's pretty bad.
3: <laughs> I, I, I don't know why I look I, at I you do, like you're I their do.
0: shooting coach.
1: <laughs>
3: I do So do you? I, I do like your thought there. Like, is, is you see them becoming kind of like Rockets East
1: in a way? Well, yeah. I think that they've established kind of a way of playing that right. leads to success if you just, like, input the talent there. Yeah. I will say that even though I am high on them going forward, uh, as Haley mentioned, the schedule is rough, but also they're expecting to get D'Angelo Russell back, mm-hmm. uh, and I think at the very least he kind of mixes things up. You have LaVert and Dinwiddie handling the ball right now, and that's just a third ball handler you yeah. have to figure out. They don't have their starting backcourt. That's this. I- right. I was it's just crazy. thinking we didn't nuts. even mention that. To be fair, they're four and eight with Russell, yes. and he's so bad on defense. Yes, so I think there might be some regression coming. But when but you right. look at their
0: when you look at their box scores against the like the scoring totals against the Wolves, I mean they only had well, they had three guys in double digits because Joe Harris had a like complete career night apparently. <laughs> but Harris. you know, I, I think that when they get Russell back. That's just more points. You know sure, what I mean? Yeah. I think that they need, they need someone who's capable of adjustment time. Adjustment
2: time, certainly, but it's encouraging to see what Atkinson's done yeah. with the rest of these guys.
0: Love it. So we'll call this a re-illusion. It's not quite <laughs> reality, it's not quite illusion. Sure. Because we have to future, see that,
2: future reality. Future reality. Yeah, yeah.
0: That's what we deal with here on That's group good. chat. One more before we take a quick break. Uh, Gerald Green <laughs> coming in. Just, I mean, talk about plug and play. Apparently, the Rockets
1: don't need James Harden.
2: <laughs> Gerald Green certainly has a better hair situation going on wow. than James Harden yeah
1: I mean I think it speaks to like old school seven seconds or less Mike D'Antoni where it's just yeah. you plug in the right type of guys who can shoot and and run and, and kind of like be a little bit more flexible on the wings there and it kind of just like brings out the best in them
3: no no other team could have used Gerald Green
1: like they just like let the Rockets have him
3: I, and that's just like I, I don't get that but I guess you're right like it's more about the system like he probably wouldn't be doing this at you know, I don't know, pick a team anywhere else probably. So, I mean, good for them, I guess, because like they kind of need it during the stretch because Harden is obviously such a big part.
1: What a crazy career he's had. Joe, Joe Green. Yeah. He's
3: played for a lot of teams,
0: A lot right? of
1: teams and he's kind of gone from like just a show dunker into a three-point specialist. And now he's crazy. Like, and he's like
0: a pretty big glue guy, right? Yeah. yeah. I I heard
1: it. Like he's glue a big, big chemistry dude. Uh,
0: I really am fascinated by Chris Paul's season this year. I know he's played like mm. five games, but... Uh, <laughs> this weird like Rondo, if Rondo could shoot numbers that he puts <laughs> up where he's like, I'm four for five with 14 assists. That's like, that's just, what are they going to do with this guy? When like, if he ever decides he wants to score 30, it's going to be like a real problem for other people. But I, I, you know, I, I think I said to Justin yesterday that I really, I think Eric Gordon's going to have a nice two weeks here. Uh, he had 17 and six last night, but I think more is coming because he's going to get a lot of those James
1: Harden looks. Yeah,
0: Unless Gerald Green steps in and takes them from him.
1: Yeah, the one disappointing thing is they don't get to see Harden and Paul together for yeah. at least two weeks, which I think is their think, biggest question going forward. Yeah, I think that's going to be, like, a, not not a problem, but maybe a possible issue. The fact that, like, they
3: haven't gone that much time together come playoff time, because, I don't know, like, Chris Paul, we, we like, that's that's all we care about. Like, you, you're saying, like, oh, he's having these good games, and, like, that's fine, but, like, all we care about eventually is, like, how they do in the playoffs and how much they can compete with the Warriors. And if they're not kind of Building that chemistry, I think that could be possibly. They were talking on
0: Dunked On a couple of days ago about Harden want like g- kind of kind of gunning for the MVP a little bit, and that there's like incentives tied up into his Adidas mm-hmm. deal with winning it, and how he really wanted it, wanted it last year, wanted it this year. If he's out of the running now by missing this three week stretch, and it's like basically LeBron's to lose. If I were Harden, I would do everything I could to just go into the pop program of just like, eh, maybe I'll take every third or fourth game yeah. off. And if they're up by 30 points or 25 points, which they are very often get out of there. Yeah. Like don't, don't play 38 minutes or 35 minutes just to like add to stats for an MVP. You might not win when you can stay healthy, healthy and, <laughs> and, and be ready for the playoffs.
2: I think that he has a lot of spite from last yeah. year's yes. MVP, but I also think that it's true that Chris Paul what he was saying before the season about I don't really want to be the primary ball handler I believe him and the games that they played together I was very impressed you know that, yeah. I was yeah, like no. okay so this is really they're really going to do it against and they're Roy- also
0: apparently like they know how to play with each other on a basic fundamental level that that like the Thunder guys didn't right. the Thunder guys were just like I don't understand right. how yeah. to keep up with Russ right. this is
3: nuts well it was the whole thing about how Chris said, like oh like I never had to play off the ball, but I actually kind of wanted to and it's, yeah. like, it's like, oh, in this perfect situation, you can do that. So it's kind of like, too, it's almost too ideal but, you know, it's definitely was working out. While he,
1: he yeah. He'll say whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> shit. Really quickly before we break,
0: uh, Clippers, illusion or reality? This, like, this mediocre average
1: I'm in. Clippers illusion. team. Illusion! I mean, no, come on. I, I want to believe. Because Blake is playing like he's just about to, like, just like, rip someone's head off yeah. every game. Uh, have you seen the teams that they've beat lately? It's literally the worst teams not in great. the entire freaking league. You got to
0: beat down, you got to you got to punch down when you're in a <laughs> situation.
1: <laughs> <laughs> There's only like four teams worse than them, right? Milos is amazing though. All right. So good. If
0: we're Love we're it. bet I'm not betting any of my money on Milos and Blake staying healthy the Williams? for longer I, than I, what two exactly. it it for you?
2: It's great while it lasts. Yeah. I it's just like foreign
0: guys with facial hair is what we've decided. <laughs> yeah. Real quick, would you trade DeAndre at the at the
2: they- Absolutely, Ooh. they are never in this position. They always get to the playoffs, and then yeah. their guys get hurt, and then it all hmm. falls to bleep. But seriously, trade while he while other playoff teams are desperate for a big. You are going to get Ooh, so much more Who could
0: even use DeAndre? Did they need another center? Milwaukee? <laughs>
2: no,
1: I'm just
0: saying Milwaukee. that's like the 100%. team that's
1: been. Yeah, Milwaukee would be yeah. interesting. That would be fun. I say keep DeAndre because you've already screwed your team with the Gallo contract. Yeah, like and with the Blake contract, you've really kind of. Set your future up to where you're in the middle for the next double down on years. mediocrity. Yeah, yeah. also, Do the
2: Wizards it. would 100%. Wizards
1: out. would be interesting. Yeah,
2: I wouldn't give up Porter for him, though, right? Yeah, that's no. the thing is, the thing. is no. that the
1: Wizards
0: would have to subtract so much to get DeAndre. That's the thing, right? And if you're going like to subtract yeah. a lot, I would just be like, what trade what you have to trade for Boogie and just like go down in Kentucky Flames, you know, sure, with, with that with that with that lineup and see yeah. what happens. All right, we're going to take a quick break, uh, to hear from our sponsors, and we will be right back with NBA group chat. Hey guys, quick break to tell you about The Ringer's YouTube channel. We stepped up our game in 2017 with weekly videos like Cousin Sal's Best Bet, Slow News Day, NBA Desktop, No BS table reads directors commentaries and Captain Morgan's make-believe casino as well as our video podcasts and mini films like Take Hunter Ringer 360 and Claytheism coming this year a weekly video mailbag from Bill Simmons Mallory Out of a Hat surprisingly starring Mallory Rubin and a slew of other new digital shows don't want to miss anything just go to the slash video or better yet please do me a favor and subscribe to our YouTube channel it's youtube.com slash ringer. All right, we're back. NBA group chat. Haley, Justin, Paolo, Chris. uh, We're going to group together some NBA teams. It's the group chat group rankings. So I'm just looking at the standings, and you've got a lot of similar records out there. And I kind of want to see from you guys watching games, watching these teams, whether you're seeing any separation that maybe isn't reflected in the standings or whether you think that there actually is a lot of parity in the sort of sub-golden state level so let's let's do the east because we were talking about the east to start the show and do you guys think that uh there is a three-team group at the top of the eastern conference or is it a four team group like do you think the wizards are yet into the
1: conversation where like we'll be like yeah man maybe the wizards no I don't think so. I think they can be. Uh-huh. I- I've really liked what I've seen from them over the past few games. It seems like they've just figured it out. It's another team where when we talk about the Raptors and continuity, we kind of don't factor in that a lot of these guys on the Wizards are young. Uh-huh. Ubre is growing. Porter is growing. Beal is probably an all-star this year. Uh, and I think they have what they have there, especially in the small ball lineup, is dangerous. And I think that's the type of team if you just like maybe get one more piece, like you deal another one of your first round picks at the deadline, like they've done I think the past two seasons. Uh, I, I think they bring could really push them. Trey more. Burke, G League yeah. Player of the Week back. <laughs> oh man,
0: yeah. Um, so you th- do you think the Wizards are in that group?
2: Uh, not yet. Like he said, it could happen, but I just don't think that they have enough right now. Yeah. 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 yeah.
3: If you're if you're already asking me to believe that the Raptors are in the top group, I I don't think I can So you don't go. believe that even. No, I I do. Right now okay. I do. Yeah, cuz the way they're playing, I think that they belong in the top 3. Of the East, but the Wizards is kind of a reach for me. I think, like, I'd rather get interested in the Bucks, possibly get. So, up I want l-
0: l- that's the more interesting conversation is this glut of teams in the middle of the Eastern Conference, which is basically Milwaukee at 20 and 16, Washington at 22 and 16, Detroit at 20 and 16, the Heat at 20 and 17, kind of surprisingly, mm. quietly getting above 500, the Pacers hanging around there, and then, like, the Sixers and the Knicks, like, I think are like happy go lucky stories. Like, we'll all feel good if one of those teams gets into the playoffs look at you lowering, we'll, the expectations. We'll I'm not lowering <laughs> expectations they just like like I, they're running and beat out there with a the swollen hand yeah. to like because like he thought it would be cool if they beat the spurs and it's like who's making the decisions yeah like he's like i can't squeeze my hand but i'm gonna play tonight because i think it would be cool if brett brown beat popovich first of all so he just knows he can beat the spurs by himself <laughs> if he plays that's weird second of all is no one telling him like we don't want to see you break your hand or do something really extreme
1: to your hand where you missed two months. What, right. if, can, what if Markel isn't playing because he's actually the shadow GM of the entire oh team, which is why they make so many ridiculous decisions? I, yeah. Well, is that, is it... I mean,
0: th- th- in any case, <laughs> the Sixers <laughs> will go as far as Embiid takes them, but Embiid's body is like showing some signs of deterioration. I thought it was
2: so odd last night how... It was like 50 minutes before the game or something. He's out. He said that about his hand. He was like, I can't shoot. It's so small and it really hurts. And then during shoot around, he said he decided he was going to play. So I guess that was his call. I don't know. And then... He played the most minutes of any Sixers. He played 35 minutes.
0: And then it was like beating the Spurs on a back to back when they're on an East Coast trip and they had like a celebration in the locker room and like was like,
3: it was like weirdly like, what is this, Butler or something like that? Like, did <laughs> you guys just win a Sweet 16 game? Like, well, it goes, it, I think like it, it goes back to the whole expectation things we've talked about. Like, it got, so high so fast and now if they don't make the playoffs it looks bad on them you, and like you, i think you mentioned this uh, yesterday i'm to say like if they if they, don't, if they don't make the playoffs or they struggle then it's like brett brown yeah like, i just
0: it's, it's always going to be a question of whether brett brown is brian colangelo's guy because he never got to hire his own coach mm-hmm. when he took over for hanky so we'll see what happens with that but uh, that,
2: think about their bench though they kind of have a reason
1: to be bad or to be good
2: to not be that great yeah Absolutely. I don't yeah. believe yeah. in that bench well, at all. This
1: is the problem with the process, and we've talked about it. I'm actually like a low-key hinky eye. Oh, I love it. This is the problem with the process. It's just like
0: <laughs> I can feel Twitter reverberating.
1: No, it's just like once you've finally got the guys that are your core, you're still not going to be good for another two years.
0: Yeah, I think that the difference between I, – I would rather have be than Carl Anthony Towns, but Carl Anthony Towns – you're never like, do we have to, do we have to wrap Carl Anthony Towns in cotton balls and send him to Barbados for a oh, six month period just to get some sun? <laughs> Bar- <laughs> it's just something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, okay, so of that group of <clears throat> sort of average Eastern conference teams,
3: uh Milwaukee, Detroit, Miami, who's real, who's not there? I think for me the Bucks are the most real because they have what everybody else doesn't have. It's just like a star. Yeah. So I think just when you have that, I mean, we, we know this in the NBA, like that's just what, how the league works. And so I think that like if Giannis goes on a stretch where kind of like how he did at the beginning of the season and he hasn't been playing bad, he just hasn't been like transcendent. But like if that happens, then, then the Bucks are back into or close to that top tier. I think that's the team I want to believe in the most because they would be so much fun to watch them play against anybody in the playoffs.
2: I think Giannis's play is just quieted. Right. By the rest of it. And I think that they'll go as far as Jason Kidd mm.
0: will take. It's that. another guy who yeah. because quietly might have one. This might be it if, yeah, they, this, if they can't get into this the seriously round. Sure. Uh, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah. In terms of the East, I would set the tiers as Boston and Cleveland, cut mm-hmm. above everyone else, which I'm sorry, Toronto, that actually puts you <laughs> second tier. Yes. Second tier, right. even though you have more wins. That's, I'm sorry. I would put Toronto on its own tier. Uh-huh. I would put Washington and Milwaukee. On the next year and then literally everybody else because it okay. doesn't matter. Reggie Less Detroit.
2: Yeah, that's tough. Aka
1: rudderless Detroit. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Ish can't Not into do that. Ish Smith. <laughs> I like he, watching
3: Ish.
2: Well, so last year it was a thing that when yeah. Reggie came back after missing the beginning of the season and Ish had been the primary right. the starter, the primary ball handler, that they struggled. But then going into this season, Reggie was like, Okay, Andre Drummond, it's your team. Yeah, right. Like yeah. whatever. Right. So they were a lot better with him. They, you can't hold on unless you trade for a point guard. Right. You need mm-hmm. another. So I'm worried about Detroit. Uh, who was the other team? in there? Miami? Miami. I heard Bill say this on uh, the pot he did with Kevin O'Connor the other day where he said, some nights I'll watch them and I'll think, right. oh my God, they're so underrated. And then the other nights I'm like, they're the worst team in the East. And that is so true. Well, Miami might so be a better
0: basketball that. team than Milwaukee. They just don't have that guy, right?
1: right. right. Exactly. To Haley's point, eleven and eight on the road, which is better than like three teams in front of them, hmm. but a minus one point five point differential, which is worse than everyone except for the Nets underneath them. Wow, that's wild. That's uh, Western Conference. Golden State's incredible. Golden State's their own tier. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. think they're about
0: to go on Golden like, State Island a run. Yeah. Uh, I really love Steph. I really love watching <laughs> Steph Curry play. He has also taken – I feel like the the accumulation of, like, the experiences over the years, but, like, even, like, having the KD thing, like, this is the first time where I, I – the Steph swagger is really out of control right now, and it's really fun. Um, the game last night, you could make the argument that they maybe shouldn't be going to OT with Dallas, but, man, like, was there ever a doubt that he was draining
3: that when he, right. start, like, he basically right. jerked, like, three Mavericks guys off of him? But I, I like I want these games, you know, like because you're like you need a late game to be like okay, like yeah. I'll turn it on if it's close, you know, because all the other games are not close. So I love it. I, I hope that they are able to like obviously like if Steph keeps going like this, they're they're not going to lose. But if they keep it close, then it's fun
1: because you get to see him actually flip the switch. Yeah, someone on Twitter said recently, and I forgot who, so I'm sorry. But uh, Katie raises their floor mm-hmm. and Steph raises their ceiling, which I That's think is cool. an That's interesting good. way to put it. Because yeah. he just just takes them to another level, and yeah. like even we expected Kevin Durant to kind of be the guy during like the Stephless era uh, of the past few weeks, he didn't really do it. Uh, so it's interesting. But they keep losing guys from their core. Draymond Green is like hurt every couple days, mm-hmm. and yet they're still close to a double digit point differential right now. Uh, they're plus nine point seven in their seventy three win season. They were plus ten point eight, which is insane. Have you enjoyed watching them this
2: year, the Warriors? Yeah. Uh, they've had more games that have been exciting at the end. Yeah,
0: yeah. 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 No natural tension there. So. There, it's yeah. cool. It has like a little bit of like we're dealing with a three-year hangover of like just being in every important game, and but every once in a while, like we can just conjure up these sort of exciting moments. They're like
2: the Bloody Mary the next day.
0: Yeah,
1: in some cases, literal hangovers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so they're all in a class by themselves do you group Houston and San Antonio together or is it Houston and then San
1: Antonio?
2: It's Houston. then yeah. San Antonio.
0: I
1: yeah. Think. I don't know what Kawhi is, is doing these days. It just seems like he's taking a while to really work his way back in. Uh, I don't know if it's just the injury he suffered, if it's now they have this kind of Lamarcus centric worldview going on right now. And he has to kind of, <laughs> is that good for foreign <laughs> policy? Like, I don't know. Yeah. Well, better than we have now these days. Mm. Uh, and so, I am cautiously optimistic. I said the other day that they play like smash mouth football, essentially, where it's like LaMarcus and then just like a really good defense. Yeah. Uh, and the the fact that they've been able to do that without Kawhi is amazing. And if they get anything close to the Kawhi of the past two years, they're going to be probably just as good as the Rockets. But that's a big if. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I think I saw this roster at the Whitney when I
0: was in New York this last week. <laughs> it is... Uh, like an art masterpiece that he is I I don't know who these guys are and I'm like a basketball editor like some of these dudes are just like who are you who's who's Laverne who's Bertans like it's wild like if any of these guys showed up on the Sixers or on any of these other teams you'd just be like man they must be really scraping the bottom of the barrel They're, they're staying, they're 26 and 13 with these dudes. And, like, Manu's still a thing, too. Like, that's insane to Yeah, me. they haven't had, like, a breakout DeJounte yeah. Murray season or, like, <laughs> Kyle Anderson contract year season, really. They're having, like, decent seasons from these guys, but not, like, mind-blowing. And yeah. they're still, I agree with you, I think they're in that third tier, though. I think that, I think that that's, that's probably right.
3: The one thing I will say is, like, yeah, I'll put them in the third tier, too, but I think that I, would I be surprised if they beat the Rockets in a series? Probably no, not. I'll never be surprised uh, if the, the Rockets. Like, lose I don't, I, I just don't. The Rockets <laughs> fell off
1: and they did not play particularly well without Chris Paul for that couple of games. He was mm-hmm. out for that more recent injury. But when they're on, they're amazing. I think that they can honestly push the Warriors in a series. I wouldn't be surprised if that went like six or seven.
2: During that five game losing streak, also Clint Capella kind of crossed with Chris Paul yes. as being out. Really? Oh, yeah, that's right. yeah. And, yeah. He's I big. think that to beat the Spurs in like a playoff series with Popovich. They need both of them. Definitely.
0: I hope for like, I'm just really feeling good about Mike D'Antoni this, this season. It's really great. I feel like a lot of his ideas, he is essentially the architect of modern offensive basketball. And it's like, it's cool that this is happening for him. Are you Danny Chow right now? No. It's just going to be sad when Popovich takes his lunch again. (laughs) Like When he's just like, cool, cool. Now you have to shoot mid-range jumpers because I have like four seven-footers standing at the rim and Danny Green and Kawhi Leonard running you guys off the three-point line. And when in the regular season you're either playing bad teams or good teams that aren't trying and you get to shoot your Mm 35-footers. And oh, by the way, Ryan Anderson will have an annual thumb injury or back injury and Bang, goodbye. There yeah. You
1: go. Young Davis is about to dunk. So, all
0: <laughs> for as much as we're like, oh, the Raptors have to prove it, I think like the Rockets still have a lot to prove. We can, we can speed through the rest of this. I, 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 mean, I know that Minnesota and Oklahoma are probably bunched together here. What I want to know is about these six, seven, eight teams and even nine and 10. So, Denver, who I feel like I don't watch enough of, and then we'll mm-hmm. routinely see like put up 135 points. You know, so I don't know if Doug Moe has come back to coach them or something, (laughs) but... (laughs)
1: this is like your third Doug
0: Moe. Is it my third Doug? I feel like I make Doug... And I never get responses either. I never like good Doug Moe drop. We're just like a little bit too (laughs) young. 20 and 17, positive point differential. Jokic is an all-star. Sure. I, I,
1: Murray's been better I think he's taken a step forward with their weird like point guardless sort of lineup yeah. the fact that Paul Millsap isn't there is probably helping yeah. out if a they little had bit. Paul
0: Millsap do you think
3: that they would be up around the Timberwolves do you think they would be past the Thunder I think if if they would have had him this whole time then maybe because I remember at the beginning of the season they had trouble yeah, kind of melding together yeah, Jokic right. and Millsap right. so I don't know if they would have figured that out by now and that's obviously going to be a thing once he returns so I don't know I'm I'm I like the team I like the players on there, but I just i don't know they're they're clearly below that they Indiana
2: don't have enough else. Yeah.
0: yeah,
3: the difference between I, the east don't... and the west really it's I, I I think that the East is
0: much more competitive and talented this year, but I really enjoy watching Denver and Portland when I, I I watch Portland a lot and when I see Denver, they're always fun to watch, whereas like the six seven eight teams in the East are a little bit harder to get yeah. through, no, yeah. no offense to the Indiana Pacers, oh hundred yeah. percent I think
1: the Pelicans are mildly interesting just because you're kind of they're on a razor's edge there where if they don't make the playoffs, like everyone could be fired. So there's just like that whole, like almost like office drama going on there. Yeah. Right. And then, so do you think of
0: that group? So the, the Nuggets, the, the Blazers and the Pelicans are kind of like in that bunch right there. Mm -hmm. Would you take any of the teams that are outside of the playoffs right now? Clippers, jazz, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to
1: say the Suns. Clippers or jazz and put them in that group. I might put the Clippers based on yeah. how they played more recently. Like even though the Pelicans, <laughs> <laughs> come on, I'm sorry, Haley. well,
2: here's is that because you don't want you're for Donovan, no, okay. Although I am, yeah, but no, I I don't think that the Clippers can stay healthy. The it's J- as simple as that. Do you think? I do the- think
1: the Jazz are interesting though. If they get Gobert back, their yeah. defense is like top ten, even though they haven't had him all year. Right, they're, they're relying too much on Mitchell, mm-hmm. which is great for Mitchell, but not great for their success this season. And but, if he hits a rookie wall, it's like right. kind of the bottom's going to fall out. Right. I think that the Jazz
0: defense defensively I agree with you. I just think that the Jazz like if they get Gobert back, like are are in contention here, but I would not be surprised if this is the playoffs. If this 1 through 8
1: is winds up being the playoffs. Oh, for sure. I think that's the most likely scenario. Although I think there are just weird vibes with the Pelicans. Yeah, they should be so much better especially on defense and there's just this like kind of malaise that's just infected that team for the past few years. Yeah,
0: because they're not if they're not going to be contenders, not contenders,
1: but if they're not going to be real playoff, a real playoff team,
0: do you have a couple of guys on that team who maybe lack motivation?
1: Yeah, I think you could say that, especially <laughs> <Yeah>. defensively. <laughs> like for all this talk about Rajan Rondo being kind of this like savior, like he's not been good. Yeah. The advanced numbers hate him. Uh, and there are people in the organization that question whether or not his impact is as real as like some people think. Yeah. Any other I think this team is in uh, upper a group above or below
0: where they are. Before we get out of here, seems pretty defined here.
1: Yeah, yeah. Man, I was just
0: going to ask you guys: think the Lakers are yeah. better than their record? No, no. They're no. more entertaining than their record. Do you think they're better than their record? No. Okay. They're what? They're among the worst teams in the league.
1: They're in a bad spot. I didn't <laughs> like
2: think that you they were going to be just this bad. Yeah, but I, you mean, I didn't either. Watch
1: well, them. They're all young. Right. I mean, young like we said before, it's right. it's unique that the Celtics rookies are are winning basketball games. Right. Like young guys just do not win games. And like, what is their team? Like they're all like twelve years old. Like Kuzma's really good. And I am So you're saying Luke Walton's cool. not as good as Brad Stevens. You could say that, probably.
2: <laughs> Brandon Ingram has amazing nights where yeah. you see flashes and you're so happy. And then he has off nights.
3: Yeah two good games a month they miss Lonzo right I mean like they kind of do <laughs> they, I mean they, they, are
2: you, you s- convincing yourself minutes no minutes?
3: no, <laughs> <laughs> kind of. no I, I think that he would make them more competent like I think the game last I would have been more competent just, just from an offensive standpoint like I just think he does more than like Jordan Clarkson Lonzo effect that's true right. yeah. the, the, the ball
0: effect the ball. Uh, I will be back next week with the other big ballers at this table for another episode of group chat thanks for listening Basketball is very good.